EM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. So the next question that we've got here is um, related to a patient who is a big fan of the hit show Westwood. Who isn't? It's on HBO. Who isn't? Uh, who isn't, right? It's a very confusing <laughs> show personally for me. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. So an 18-year-old female presents to the emergency room with the chief complaint of, quote, it feels like I'm peeing out the samurai swords from the HBO hit show Westwood, end quote. <laughs> now, upon further questioning, um, has to be a real quote. The whole source that she feels like she is peeing out, she complains of dysuria and increased frequency with urination. Uh, laboratory studies are performed, demonstrate um, suspected acute cystitis. So, ceftriaxone is given IM. Good choice, good and, choice. Right, right. And a few minutes later, the nurse called you to the bedside as the patient states she is uh, short of breath, has epigastric pain, heart rate 117, blood pressure 113 over 89, respiratory rate 18, O2 sats 97%. What is the best course of management? What are you going to do next? Is it A, give IM epi 0.3 megs 1 to 1,000? B, sub Q epi. 0.3 megs, 1 to 1,000. C, IV Benadryl, IV Renitidine, Albuterol Nebs, and IV Methylprednisone. D, IV Epi, 1 milligram, 1 to 10,000. E, IM Epi, 0.3 milligrams, 1 to 10,000. Or F, Benadryl and Observation. Let's go, Dr. Briggs. Oh, man, that's a long one. That's People are probably listening to this like, I thought I didn't have to listen to all the epidoses. I know, I know. <laughs> but we are going to nail down the epidoses. Totally. We totally are. Okay. This, is, this is such a confusing uh, – unfortunately, we like to use like two confusing ways to talk about epinephrine, the dose and then the concentration, which is so archaic. Um, but you have to know it. This is something that I feel like even in, in med students who are listening, this is something that – this is the dose that I tell every med student they need to know this by heart. Um, in right. medical school. Every specialty needs to know this, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Even the radiologist who's sitting there in, you know, an outpatient radiology clinic. I mean, they need to know this dosage. <laughs> absolutely. Totally. Know. Totally agree. Dermatologist as well. So, oh, exactly. um, so anaphylaxis, we don't, you know, this, again, this is a podcast regarding board relevant quick, quick hits, but just as a quick review, this patient is having anaphylaxis. And, you know, a lot of you are probably listening, thinking, where's that blood pressure? I want to hear the blood pressure. And the blood pressure was for an 18-year-old, technically in normal range, it was like 113 systolic, I think, or 89. Yeah, over 89 diastolic. Uh, interesting enough, the criteria for anaphylaxis, you only have to have one of the following criteria to nail the diagnosis of anaphylaxis. So criteria number one, acute onset less than six hours with skin findings, and one of the two, respiratory symptoms or hypotension. So she doesn't have the hypotension, but she has the acute onset less than six hours with respiratory symptoms and then the other you know the other two criteria that's one set one criteria the second criteria that you could have any one of these following two or more likely after an exposure which is skin findings respiratory symptoms hypotension gi symptoms multi-system yeah multi-system vomiting epigastric pain which 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 she has she has respiratory symptoms epigastric pain 
and it's acute onset less than six hours. So really, you could memorize these things, and this is all from like academia website stuff. And you could always look on the source yourself and not remember anything that I just said. But the most important thing is, is that you don't have to have hypotension to have anaphylaxis. If you have right. respiratory symptoms, GI symptoms, hypotension, or skin findings, if you have basically two out of those four within an acute onset, you're going to have anaphylaxis. And on the board questions, they're going to give you at least at least like two things to go off of. So this, this question is kind of cruel, and it's not giving you a low blood pressure, but I think it's fairly obvious anyway because the answers all have to do with anaphylaxis. So you're going to have to pick the right answer here. Um, and the way I remember this, you know, if, if you'll indulge me for a second, Dr. Hussein, um, you know, conceptual way to remember anaphylaxis is that anaphylaxis is like a runaway response of the immune system against parasites. And parasites invaded the body through the respiratory system, the GI tract, and the skin. And so if you think about it, if you have this mast cell degranulation in the skin, you're going to get urticaria. If you have it in the respiratory system, you're going to have bronchoconstriction because it's preventing those parasites from entering. You have cough and mucus production. And then the GI tract, you're going to basically try to cook these parasites in the stomach. You have like increased acid production. Um, and then you're going to have hypotension from all the, the fluid of vascular permeability. So that's how I remember it. I've never forgotten it that way. I always think, okay, well, this is just a conceptual way the body is inappropriately responding to a benign allergy. I think it's great. I think really for boards, you got yeah. to remember the GI symptoms. And that's yeah, why absolutely. we threw that into the stem is because yeah. that's where it'll get you because they won't show you that patient having that urticarial you know, rash. That'd be too um, obvious. It's Right. That'd be way too obvious. So the way mm-hmm. they're going to get you is going to be um, presenting the GI symptoms and then like a more typical shortness of breath. Uh, or feeling like the <laughs> yeah. tongue is swelling, right? And yeah. and that's where you need to be aggressive with your management here. And you can't just give something like Benadryl, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to ramp up early. It's yeah. uh, you, you don't want to miss this thing. It can kill you in 15 minutes or less. Um, quick epidemiology thing. So in anaphylaxis, the most common cause of anaphylaxis in kids, I think I had this exact question, was foods, different foods. And then me- medications were secondary. In adults, it's the exact opposite, and which makes sense. I mean, adults are on more meds than kids are. So classically, adults are going to have more med allergies. So just remember that as an epidemiology thing. So going forward here with these doses, that's kind of the answers to the question here. The correct answer to this question is going to be our high concentration epi, and it's going to be I am always. I am. That is critical because yeah. you might have a time where someone comes up to you often. You know, I've had nurses come up to me and even other, you know, uh, sometimes residents say, why can't we just give this IV? Isn't that faster? But yeah. that is not the correct answer here. Absolutely. Yeah. And the way I remember this is, you know, there are two types of epi dosing. And the right. ACLS epi, the epi you give when someone's coding or in shock or inotropic support is going to be, you want to give more volume, more volume, but it's going to be less concentrated. So that 10 mils, but it's less concentrated, the 1 to 10,000, and obviously the math comes together, and that's going to be 1 milligram dose IV um, in code epi, at least, or ACLS epi. The anaphylaxis epi is going to be less volume. It's 0.3 mils, but it's more concentrated, 1 to 1,000. So that's why you give that 0.3 milligram dose IM. And and I think about this because if you're giving it IM, you're getting into that muscle, and because it's so concentrated, it'll quickly diffuse out of the muscle into the bloodstream. Right, because you don't want volume, and you don't want to be putting absolutely. a ton of volume into the muscle, absolutely, hundred percent. Right? And where, yeah. and the preferred site, obviously, is going to be your lateral thigh area. That's the other totally. area. So, if you have an option, you're not using the arm. That's another big one. You're not using, you know, uh, you're behind. You're using the uh, lateral thigh area. Right. 
the last thing to mention here, or two last things, one is where do you go next? So sometimes board questions will take this a step further and say, hey, we've given this person epi. What do you want to do next, doctor? And the next thing would be you repeat the epi. You do the same thing basically a second time. And most patients, like 70-something percent of them, respond to those two doses. And if those two doses fail, that's when you start talking about the IV drip. And then they try to trip you up because then they're saying, hey, what do you want to give for the IV drip? And it's going to be the actual you know, 0.1 um, mic per keg basically, but that's like a whole step further, but I think that's the advanced level. But if you got a board question like that, it's a pretty hard board question, but you're going to give two doses of epi typically traditionally, and then you're going to start IV epi. Is that, is that pretty relevant to what you've done in your practice? For sure. And I think the multiple doses of epi, I think that's key. Do not hesitate to give another round of it. Absolutely. Um, and also yeah, yeah. Um, you can be aggressive, especially in younger folks, um, you know, totally. giving them epi. Um, so totally. I agree. So what are some of the key? So let's, okay, let's summarize that. Um, yeah. What dose uh, route? What is the route? I am. Got it. What is the dose? The dose is going to be, remember, less volume, more concentration. It's going to be your 0.3. 1 to 1,000.3. 1 to 1,000.3. And you're going to give it in the lateral part of the thigh as well. Totally. And do not hesitate to give it again um, in 5 to right. 10 minutes. All right. I guess the last thing we should mention here is, you know, going through the other options, you know, we won't go through the options that are obviously the wrong doses and the wrong route. You should never give sub-Q epi. Um, and then, of course, the other answers we were mentioning were just the wrong concentrations of epi. So there's no point in going through those again. You don't give IV first time around. The other answers I just want to br- briefly mention, because I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of funny hearing about this in the community. A lot of doctors are so scared to go, and this is actually a big deal. It's like on blog sites, it's on academic websites. A lot of physicians and practitioners are, are like hesitant to give epi for some reason with these people. Um, and you see a lot of them just like, you know, giving diphenhydramine or ranitidine and or albuterol nebs and thinking, okay, I'm not really going all the way. I don't really jump into epi. I'm just kind of helping out a little bit. That's like bogus. That's the board questions purposely want you. They want you to give epi. This is one of those acute interventions that they want you to ramp up early. So doing anything IV Benadryl that doesn't include epi, it's not a good answer. It's not going to save the patient's life. It's not going to do anything. Um, it's just right. kind of a supplementary thing that can reduce the symptoms, but it is not going to do anything for reversing mortality. Yeah. And Dr. Bruce, wouldn't you agree that if in a board they're asking a acute allergic, you know, an acute uh, type of uh, allergic reaction type question, um, you really should hesitate to do more than less. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. and that is obviously, that's, you know, one of the main things that they're testing for as well. Um, it's not necessarily if you know the dosing for Benadryl and you know that you need to give ranitidine um, and that you can give steroids. It's more of it is asking, you know, do you, do you know the route that you should be administering? Do you know where you should be administering it? Um, and do you know how aggressive you should be with it? And, and are you meeting the multi-system um, criteria? And uh, on top of that, are you repeating the dosing um, the right way when you are not seeing a response? Awesome. This is a great review. I like it. One last time. What is the answer? <laughs> Let's do it. So the answer here is going to be I am epinephrine at 0.3 milligram, and it's 1 to 1,000. Right. And just remember, associate this with the 18-year-old female that was peeing out samurai shorts from, from HBO series Westwood. Yeah, I know. I got a little bit of a lisp there, too. You know? <laughs> I was so going to say samurai shorts never- is... Yeah, yeah Samurai Sword's right. difficult to say. I, I know. It really I is, right? Up. You say it really fast. Yeah. You got two S's and two W's right there. That's a little exactly. bit. Exactly. That's a little bit of my Indian background coming in there, too. That's why it is. It, that's yeah. my background of just having uh, poor English. So I, <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. All right. All right. I like it. So we are done with anaphylaxis. 
All right. Awesome.